Thanks, Nisa. I'm joined today by Matt Joby Duval, who's the head of financial products at Coinless. Hey, Matt, thanks for joining us. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Um, so tell us what's been happening in the crypto markets this last past week. So actually, just looking at Bitcoin, you might think that nothing's going on. We're just stuck under $10,000. Yeah. However, looking through the altcoin ladder, uh, some really exciting things are happening, especially in the DeFi world. Uh, when you look at DeFi tokens such as Kyber, up 50% in the last two days. Loopring, up 100% in the last two weeks. Wow. Maker, up 100% as well since uh, being launched on, on Coinbase uh, a couple of weeks ago. Xerox, up 100% in the last month. So all these kind of ecosystem tokens are now picking up a lot of steam. Of course, the critics will say, hey, this is just, you know, a, a tiny bit uh, uh, compared to where they were in 2017. Yes, yeah, sure. But really, it's kind of showing that the products are working. The platforms are getting more and more volume. So the traction is extremely exciting. Okay. So I saw something interesting this week around WBTC. Um, tell us, what is that? What is it, a new creation? For sure. It's actually one year old. Uh, it was created uh, by a few people, BitGo, Kyber, and others who got together and thought that, well, BTC is amazing, but one of the really worst kept secrets of crypto is that blockchains don't really communicate very well together. Mm -hmm. So WBTC is just the ERC-20 representation of Bitcoin on the ETH blockchain. In layman terms, that means that you deposit one BTC and you receive one ERC-20 token called WBTC, and now you can trade Bitcoin on the ETH blockchain. As I said, DeFi is super hot right now. So people are looking to put their Bitcoin to work by wrapping their Bitcoin, WBTC, and then putting it on Maker, on Compound, or trading it on 0x and, and other platforms. Yeah, interesting. The DeFi community is always coming up with something weird and wonderful. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, price versus volume. So you mentioned Bitcoin's been pretty stable this week. Um, but I have noticed a trend around that the price seems to be rising, not necessarily in correlation with the volume. So typically we see volume go up, price go up, but at the moment volume seems to be on a downward trend and price does still seem to be climbing. Um, what, what do you think, what could be the indicator for why that's happened? So Intuitively, when I look at that stuff, I see, you know, some equities that are going through the roof. Uh, you know, Tesla, you have Hertz, you know, big, big rally in Hertz that is in, you know, chapter 11 currently. Mm -hmm. So you kind of feel like traders being super bored at home, sheltering in place are kind of looking for things that are cheap and that go up and invest in that. Right now, it hurts. It's not Bitcoin. So yeah. I'm kind of thinking, hey, you know, equity markets are having all the limelight at the moment. You know, we're flat here to date. At the same time, we are on the verge of or in the middle of one of the largest recession of the last hundred years. Yeah. How do you reconcile those two facts? Well, at some point, equities will reprice. We'll have a very severe repricing when people actually realize that, oh my God, Q2 and Q3 GDP are going to be in the two ne you know, negative double digit performance. Yeah. I think when that happens, crypto will be kind of the time for it to shine. And a lot of volume and a lot of price action is going to go there because everything crashes. Where should I put my money? Yeah. Uh, so that's, well, that's kind of, yeah. How does the increase of derivatives uh, trading impact uh, the price versus volume that we see typically in the spot market? Does that have an impact? 
Yeah, actually, very interestingly, when OKX, for example, decreased its allowed leverage from 50x, I think, to 8x, their volumes also decreased by an order of, of 10. So really, the derivative platform allowing you to get so much more leverage really prop up the volume by one-to-one nearly. So the fact that you have more platforms now allowing leverage, CME open interest that is at all-time highs, derivative options, all-time highs volumes and open interest, you kind of feel that the market is exciting, is looking for new instruments to get involved. And like, you know, the rising tide lips all those here. Yeah, great. Okay, so one last quick question. Uh, last week, I asked Pastor Poiser about um, some impact uh, that the ECB uh, stimulus package could potentially have on the crypto market. And this week, mm-hmm. we've heard from the Fed that they're not exploring negative interest rates, but yet the ECB and the UK uh, central banks have said that they'll consider it. What kind of impact do you think that this might have? Yeah, so it's it's a very interesting question. It's probably very indirect impact. I would say in general that the kind of uh, difference in interest rates should be bullish USD and bearish euro. Uh, you can see the USD stablecoin market has exploded this year. Tether mm-hmm. is at nearly ten billion dollar of market cap. They started the year at two or three. It's insane. So you kind of feel like the dollar being more attractive as an investment, just being the dollar could actually bring even more uh, publicity to the stable coins because all of a sudden I can send USD to someone who's in Tokyo, who's in Ghana, who would be, which would have been extremely hard to do a year ago. So it's going to be super interesting to see how much more uh, the USD stable coin market can grow. Great. Well, hopefully we'll have you back in a couple of weeks and uh, we can see if anything happens. Thank you so sure. much, Matt. It was great to have you. Thank you. Absolutely.